Okay, good morning, everybody. Hope everybody is well. Happy Thursday for those that are joining us live. Happy whatever day it is for you, wherever it is you join. Thanks so much for joining. We've been talking about this concept of mastery, what's in your circle. It's important for us to know what are the things that we are, that we value, even if they're not the things that we should value and vice versa. This is sort of part of the process of change. Change is a lot easier than we think physically. And it's a lot harder than we think mentally. Most people think they can't change because they're not strong enough to change. They think that the people that are actually changing their lives have this incredible gift of discipline. And so they can do things that nobody else can do. They can walk up into a table and not eat anything. I can't do that. They could maintain relationships in ways that I could never, I can't do that. I'm not that strong. I'm not that good. I can't. It, this it, Everywhere you see people like this. Some people are so sure that they can't that they are, now they've already flipped it and now they've determined the thing that they actually deep down wanted to do isn't even worth it. Right? Like I remember um, someone making like a comment like uh, I wouldn't even want to be around vegans or something. Like there's a whole, I forgot what the comment was. It was like, you know, someone was eating, they were, they were being vegan. They were trying to, you know, cut out meat and dairy and whatever. And I got made a comment like, I'd rather die than hang out with vegans or something. Now, I don't know, but what he was saying in a way is, I, I, are you kidding me? I, I could barely like, you know, take, I could barely like limit my burger consumption to four. Are you, like, are you nuts? All right, fine. I'll just, I'll just eat this way and tell myself that you're nuts. Now I'm not saying that people are, I'm not arguing on vegan or no vegan. Like that's not, that's not the point. we have a sense that we can't. And when we think that we can't, many times we just disparage that in which we're trying to do because we know that we can't do it. And one of the big reasons why we can't is not because we're physically unable or mentally unable. It's because we, ha we don't have enough mental awareness. We're not clear enough with what we're supposed to be doing. And we're not clear enough with what our values really are. And as a result, we end up chasing things that we don't even realize that we're chasing. And this is a big deal because mastery is a real need. And that's why when you look into the world of mastery, you'll find that right in that world, right in the middle of that circle is this like cover, if you will. It's like a, it's like the thing that blocks true mastery. And that cover is called ego. You see, mastery tells us that if you're good at something, you'll feel good about yourself. Mastery tells us that if you are moving yourself and growing, 
then you will continuously have this feeling that is an inner satisfaction. That's why when you see athletes and you look at them, if you study athletes long enough and you see their levels of happiness when they are in the playoffs, which is the highest level of stress of of their whole year, right? The playoffs in a sport is the highest stress the athletes go through. And you compare that to after the, they win the championships. They're much more satisfied in the playoffs than they are after they won the championships. Because after they won the championships, it's over. There's a jubilation. There's honor, respect. There's a lot of other great things that comes with being the world champion. But satisfaction isn't at the highest. Satisfaction is when you are in the process of mastery. And if there's a goal called Super Bowl championships, Super Bowl champions, and you're in the playoffs, you may be nervous, you may be stressed, you may not be able to sleep. But if, you, if you're a healthy player on a good team, there's a certain sense of satisfaction that you have that you are moving yourself towards a meaningful goal to you. I was talking to somebody who was running a program for, um, for veterans. He was explaining to me that a lot of veterans, especially in special units, have a very hard time adjusting back to civilian life. They're safer. They're more comfortable. They've achieved what they set out to achieve. They've you know, graduated the army, so to speak, with honors. They get respect, they have a brotherhood, but they're unsatisfied because when they were in the army, in these units, they were moving themselves towards a meaningful goal. They were developing a mastery in something. And whether that something was in shooting or in training or in drills, whatever they were doing, the development of a mastery in something is what makes us feel really satisfied. And even when you're done and you win, even when special units commander who a year ago was in Iraq, you know, sleeping in a bunk away from his family, eating, you know, canned food, worrying about life, Somehow, for most part, listen, you come back to a healthy family, it's easier, obviously. But some of those guys wake up on their couches and, you know, a year from now being like, what's wrong with me? What's wrong? There's nothing wrong with you. You just got to move towards meaningful goals of mastery. So here's the rub. Here's what you have to watch out for. Deep down, you don't feel like you're achieving mastery. If deep down, you don't feel like you're getting it, what you'll start to do maybe is demand that people think you're it. If we can't achieve mastery in something, if we can't achieve mastery in the things that are in our circle, especially the things that have been put in our circle by our societies, So if I live in a society where wealth is in my circle, 
And I feel like I'm judged by that, or I feel like that's success. And the things that I spend my time being a master in doesn't bring wealth. Or I'm working a job that I don't love in order to get wealth, and I'm still not getting wealth. I may be inclined to project myself as wealthier. I may be inclined to be more sensitive to others that have it because I am threatened by them. I may be inclined to do things that make me appear to be welfare. I may project myself, demand others to give me respect as for the thing that is in my circle, but that I haven't achieved mastery in. And so when you think through the values that we have, it's not just that we have to be aware of these values, because if we're not aware of them, like we said yesterday, they're going to take up time and attention that we can't bring the new value in. So let's go back just to wealth, for example. It's not just that if in the center of my circle is wealth, just for wealth's sake, not to in order to enjoy life even, or to benefit or, or benefit other people, or to take care of other people. If let's assume that wealth for wealth's sake, which I don't know how that, that's, I wouldn't consider that a value, the accumulation of stuff just to accumulate. But let's assume that's the case. In our, in our micro society, who has more is considered the, the winner. Okay. It's happened before. If a person's living in that world and in his or her circle is that value, they're not even aware of it, or they are or not. They, they're driving towards it. They're doing things they don't want to be doing. They're working in jobs that they don't like. Not to pay the bills, but to accumulate. They're acting in ways they don't really necessarily need. They're buying things they don't really need. So it's not only are they serving that value, therefore, when you put in the other value, let's say family, let's make it easier or harder. The one kid that is the hardest to raise, right, which requires much more attention than the other kids, or the one family member that you have that you're related to that's harder to connect to, or the part of your own growth, life, knowledge, wisdom, spirituality, whatever. It's not just that when I'm serving the master of wealth and I am working things and doing things and worrying about things, always thinking about ways to make money and losing myself by being threatened by other people and being jealous of other people and being envious of other people. It's not just that the time that I invest in that value wealth is taking away from the limited discipline that I have for the, the value that I want to bring into my life, which is family. Is that the wealth, this wealth is, is creating a negativity in me. It's bringing out my, if you will, my ego. It's bring not in a, in a good sense. It's bringing out the negative side of me. It's, causing me to not be able to connect with other people it's causing me to make decisions that are not good for me it's causing me to distance myself from people where i don't want to really do that the values that i have aren't just 
taking up space, they're shifting how I see the world. They're shifting who I connect to. I was talking to one guy once who clearly has in his number one value wealth. Clearly. And he's, to his admission, or what, I don't know if it's real, but he said very, very wealthy. He called because he was struggling with something is that he, he didn't have any real feeling. He didn't have any real satisfaction. And when you go through even his businesses and what he does, every accomplishment that he has is just a momentary cheer followed by now a new floor for him to grow to over. And he's calling me because he wanted to get into a certain industry that I was involved in, or that he thought I knew about. Meanwhile, he's so successful in his industry, but that's not enough. He wants to take over another industry. And everywhere I turned with this guy, it was this value play. He wanted all the real values but he didn't have any room because his whole life was consumed with the value of accumulation of wealth, of which he didn't even realize. And if I said it to him, he would dismiss it because he couldn't allow himself to, to, to say that. That's what makes change hard. What makes change hard is, is aligning our minds with our souls, it's with being aware, it's with being honest with ourselves. We have a limited resource of power, of brain power, and an unlimited resource of spiritual power. It's not a question of can we do it? We can do a lot. Like, I had grandparents that survived the Holocaust. Like, that was really hard. Like, really hard of other grandparents that sent children to, to a foreign country running away from their lives in the Middle East. Like, that stuff's hard. And they were young. I don't think my grandparents were over 23, 24, 25 before they did one of the most hardest things in their lives. Humans can do a lot. A lot. But we just have to be honest with ourselves. We have to develop a pathway of awareness to ourselves so that we are aware of what's driving us, so that we hold ourselves to task internally for values and thoughts that we have that we don't want to admit that we have. And if we use this, this technique, this trick, you can find it out. What? are the things that you're willing to engage law, physical exertion in. For what? Where are the areas that you are envious of others? These are the values. These are the core goals that we have. Otherwise, I wouldn't be envious. I'm not envious of professional bowlers because I don't really care about bowling. I'm sure it's a great sport. I don't care about it. The guy comes to me, he's like, yeah, I'm best bowler in the world. I'm like, yeah, that's wonderful. Like, I don't know, good luck. 
hope you got your own bed with your name on it. I don't know. I bowled when I was a kid. But there are things that I care about. And I find myself being threatened in. Why? Because that's my value. Because that's my number one goal. I want to be this person. I want to have this thing. And if I'm around people that are the epitome of what I should want and I don't want it, it's indication. If I say I want spirituality and I see somebody who's more spiritual and I've got no interest to be like that person, that's a pretty good indication that it's not in my list. It's not in my circle. And that's the work that we're doing. The work begins, like they say, measure twice and cut once. The work begins in your mind. What are my values? What are the things that I'm going for? And when we understand that we could actually replace them and put new ones in, values are like neuroplasticity. It's given to us. It feels like us, but it's just because of circumstance. I could take control and change my value set and the world opens to us. All right, everybody. Uh, I'm away this weekend, so we won't, we won't have a, a show tomorrow, uh, but looking forward to seeing you on Monday. So have an incredible, incredible weekend. Think about this over the weekend with God's help. I can't wait to see you again on Monday. Have a great weekend.